Is this the year you want to grow your business? Do you want to expand your team? Build a new office? Hey, it's Tug, and I want to tell you about First Liberty Building and Loan. Aren't you exhausted by going to lenders, building a relationship, and a week later, you're dealing with a new person? You won't have to with First Liberty Building and Loan. The Frost family has been helping businesses grow since the 90s, and they can help you too. They know the patterns, they know the ebbs and flows, and they know business. Now the Frost family wants to know you. FirstLibertyGA.com. Buying a building, building a building, buying a franchise, or expanding. Reach out and spend 10 minutes with them. See if you're a fit for them and if they're a fit for you. FirstLibertyGA.com. By the way, if you're a young banker and you want to work with a team that's faith-friendly with a culture of excellence, First Liberty might be a good match. Reach out to First Liberty Building and Loan at FirstLibertyGA.com. That's FirstLibertyGA.com. Time to get you dialed into the biggest stories of the day. This is the Daily 10 with Matt Chernoff. All right, everybody, here we go. It's time for the Tuesday edition of the Daily 10. Thanks so much for making this podcast a pot of your day. A lot to get to. Let's not waste any time. Here's what's coming up on our Rhodes Group Rundown. It's brought to you by the Rhodes Group. And I know what you're thinking out there in podcast land. Matt, who is Rhodes? Who are the Rhodes Group? Well, the Rhodes Group, it's Clayton Rhodes and his fine team who is an independent insurance agency in the northern suburbs of Atlanta. And it's important right now as these insurance rates continue rising faster than ever that you get with an independent insurance agency to shop your rates. Why is that critical? Well, you want to get the best rates, the best coverage, and the best insurance when it comes to your home and car insurance. So you need to get at least 10 quotes to make sure you're getting the best policy. And the Rhodes Group will do the shopping for you. They're going to save you time, energy, frustration, and money. It also will give you peace of mind, which comes with comprehensive collision, uninsured motorists, third-party liability, all the things you kind of heard about. And then when it's time, you need it, and you've not done it right. Well, the Rhodes Group will make sure your policies are all done right. You can get those 10 home and car insurance quotes in just 10 minutes by logging on to a special landing page set up for you guys. Go to roads-group.com slash turnoff. Again, that's roads, R-H-O-A-D-S, roads-group.com slash churn off to get your 10 quotes or call them they'll give them to you over the phone in 10 minutes 678-341-9667 mention the daily 10 when you give them a buzz so the falcons get ready to host the tampa bay buccaneers on sunday at one o'clock inside mercedes-benz stadium and there are some injury concerns to talk about and then also i'm still trying to figure out if one falcon unit is really good which is weird since it's december we'll talk about that coming up Plus, I think this is the best news about college football playoff expansion coming next season. The timing is perfect. And if Braves fans want hope, I think that's fine. That's great. But hope for something realistic, because this ain't it. We'll cover all that here in a moment. Let's start with the Falcons, who, as I said, the first-place Falcons at 6-6 six and six lead the NFC South now by a full game over the Saints, who are 5-7, and seven. And a full game over the Tampa Bay Bucks, who are also 5-7, and seven, who come into Mercedes-Benz Sunday at 1 o'clock. The Falcons have opened as a 2.5-point favorite in the game. It's a critical game when you think about even as crappy as the division is. If the Falcons win over Tampa, they'll have a two-game lead over Tampa and the tiebreaker because it would be a season sweep over the Bucks. So essentially the Falcons would have a three-game cushion over Tampa with just four weeks left to play. It would also get them to 4-0 in the division, which, again, could end up being a big factor. Now, 
I told you yesterday here on the pod and on the radio, I just still don't know how good the Falcon defense is because they played so many bad quarterbacks and mediocre offenses. That being said, it's a hell of a lot better than a lot of Falcon defenses of the past. That is very true. So if I'm judging against other Falcon Ds in the past, okay. Jesse Bates might be an all-pro this season. Caden Ellis and Nate Lamman have been a really, really good find at linebacker. Jeff Okuda has been good enough opposite A.J. Terrell. Not a great last couple of weeks, but on the whole, he's been good. David Onyemata has been just great. Outstanding. And when he was playing next to Grady Jarrett, I could argue was one of the best interior uh, groups in the league. But even so, Onyemata has been great. Calais Campbell has been really effective. Bud Dupree has been solid. You're getting returns out of Arnold Ebicady. You're getting, uh, you're getting enough from a lot of different places that maybe you hadn't expected. Here's the number that jumps off the page. The Falcon defense has given up, or excuse me, the Falcon defense has not given up a touchdown in their last two games. I repeat, the Falcon defense has not allowed a TD in their last two games. It's the only team in the league to not allow a touchdown in back-to-back games. Now, I know it was the Saints and the Jets, and I'm supposed to include that for context, but let me also mention the Lions just allowed four touchdowns to the Saints, the same one the Falcons kept out of the end zone. The Dolphins did give up a TD to the Jets. Falcons kept them out of the end zone. So I can't completely ignore it. Keeping any team out of the end zone is its an accomplishment, even if it comes against Trevor Simeon and Tim Boyle, even if it comes against Derek Carr. Did you folks realize the only team that has allowed fewer points in the Falcons in the entire NFC is the 49ers? Did you know that the only teams in the AFC to give up fewer points than the Falcons have been Baltimore, Buffalo, and Jacksonville? It's a weird place to be after 12 games to not know if they're just okay, if they're better than okay, if they're below average and they're being sort of gassed up by bad quarterbacks. It's not a bad defense. I just happen to be kind of in the in the thought process that it's okay, right? If they were playing Tua and Mahomes, if they were playing Dak and and Josh Allen, if they were playing Lamar and these quarterbacks, it probably wouldn't look as good, and that's understandable. But you got to take advantage of the bad teams, the bad quarterbacks. We'll see if the Falcons can do it again against Baker Mayfield on Sunday. Before we talk about the best news and the timing of college football's expansion in the playoff, let me bring up my friends at the Daily Draft. They're in downtown Woodstock, and they are my friends. I consider Sean Daly and his great team at the Daily Draft They are friends, and they are friends to me and you, and they also can be a great service team. If you go check out the Daily Draft, downtown Woodstock on Main Street, easy to get to if you're in Woodstock. That's a no-brainer. But also just just as easy if you're coming from Roswell or Milton or Alpharetta. If you're coming from Canton or Kennesaw, you're going to love the best big screen in the Burbs. I challenge you to find another one, take a picture, send it to me. I will stand down and go, okay, that's a better big screen. You're not going to find one. That's how good the, the big screen is at the Daily Draft. Combine that with the menu. So many right answers from soups and salads, wings, uh, great burgers. I mean, you name it. They have everything you're going to want. Plus a beer wall. I'm not kidding. They have a beer wall. They have self-serve taps on this beer wall that they give you an on-demand card, and you grab what you want when you want. They have a craft beer bar available to you. Two stories of great sports views. It happens at the Daily Draft. Downtown Woodstock on Main Street. Find them online on social media. You can see them at uh, Facebook and Instagram for all their goings-on and their website at thedailydraft.net. So the college football playoff expansion will happen next season, and that's good for a lot of reasons. Like, I know we don't need 12 teams. It wasn't, it wasn't expanded to 12 because we need 12. It was expanded to 12 to present more TV inventory and make more money. But here's the best news. We will never again have to argue about one-loss teams. 
We will never have to compare resumes of one-loss teams. We'll never have to try to guess which one-loss team is better than the other one. Because once we have 12 teams, if you have one loss, you're getting in. That's just as simple as it's going to be. Like, if I started to try to compare the one-loss teams right now, Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, Texas, any of them, I said yesterday here on the pod and on the radio, there's only one team that's in the, the final eight, the top eight of the college football playoff rankings that lost at home by double digits, and that was Alabama. There was one team that lost by three in a neutral field. There was one team that lost by four in a neutral field. Like, I can go running through now the wins and start comparing those as well. But we'll never again have to compare one-loss teams to do resume. We'll never, ever have another uh, undefeated team that will be left out of the playoff. Because the committee told FSU, remember when we said all you had to do was win games. All that matters win. Win your conference championship, you're in. Remember when we said that? Just kidding. The committee told FSU that, well, in this instance, we're changing our, our you know, criteria. Now, they have listed injuries as something that has mattered before, but it's never mattered enough to keep anybody out. It didn't matter to Ohio State. It hasn't mattered anywhere. And it also should be noted, as much as I think Alabama deserved it over Florida State, that's just my opinion. I should value defense more. I think a lot of people should in Florida State. They had put together a championship-level defense. But we ignore that. If the offense isn't good, we'll find reasons. Well, the quarterback isn't good enough, we won't put you there. But if somebody like Washington, who has allowed, I think the number is something like 33 points in four of their last six games, why shouldn't that be held accountable on their ledger that we don't think you're good enough to win a championship because your defense isn't championship caliber? We don't do that. But we do it on the other side when the offense doesn't look championship ready. So the committee like looked at FSU and said, everything we've said in the past, just kidding. The committee told Georgia, your regular season was largely irrelevant. You were the best team wire to wire it's not like georgia fluctuated from number 10 worked their way up to six fell back to eight no they were one essentially beginning to end but the committee went yeah that regular season where we all agreed you were the best team every single week every single month the entire season yeah that largely went out the window because of a three-point loss on a neutral field next season we won't have to worry about any of it and i'm glad i i don't enjoy the arguing i don't just uh, enjoy the narratives i don't enjoy the the agendas that everybody has, and all over the place there are agendas in this stuff. And on the committee, they have them too. We're not going to have the same passion for arguing the 11, 12, and 13 seeds a year from now. That'll still happen, but not with the same tenor and tone that the anger we've heard over the last 24, 48 hours about people angry over FSU getting left out, Bama being in, Georgia not being in, Washington, all the stuff that we've heard. The 12-team playoff will just be about some smaller arguments over seeding, home field, and things that, frankly, will not bring the same kind of uh, vitriol that we've heard around this one. We still see what it looks like uh, coming up next year, but as for now, the one-loss uh, one arguments, they are done in the college football debate world. All right, finally, I want to talk about the Braves uh, as winter meetings continue. And uh, Alex Anthopoulos pulled the string on a decent-sized deal to get Jared Kelnick and a couple of contracts to take off Seattle to make it worth the Mariners' while. Now, Kelnick, to me, is going to be the everyday left fielder. I don't believe the Vaughn Grissom stuff is a platoon. I think Vaughn is going to be a part of some trade to pick up something else. I just, I, I think Alex is trying to keep his value up by saying, well, we'd love to platoon him. His bat is ready. His bat is Howie Kendrick ready. His bat is, like, he brought up all these comps to major leaguers. And that all might be true, but it also is part of the, the spin you do publicly so people you know, don't think you're down on him and they can try to get him off your hands for a cheaper deal. But the other one that I wanted to address, I saw this one again yesterday, the pursuit of Shohei Otani reportedly has expanded to six. Dodgers, Cubs, Blue Jays, Angels, Giants, 
and Braves. Now, when this was posted yesterday, decision expected within 72 hours. I don't mean to be the killjoy yeah. and the no fun guy. I don't. The Braves are not getting Shohei Otani. They're never getting Shohei Otani. They do their due diligence on everybody. Alex calls on everybody. They're never, ever, 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 ever getting Shohei Otani. It's not a part of the Braves' plan. He's always going to go to the Dodgers. He was always going to go to the Dodgers. If there's a fly in the ointment, maybe it's the Blue Jays, right? Or maybe the Cubs just get stupid and overpay in a way that it seems impossible to overpay for Shohei. But if they're going to, maybe they will. The Braves are not in that world. They're just not. I'm sorry. I'm a fun guy. I really am. But this is just this is too much. The Shohei stuff's not real. And I said yesterday, if I'm wrong, I will quit for two weeks at the end of the year. And then I'll come back at the beginning of 2024. Uh, if you guys would do me the, the uh, honor right now of hitting the subscribe button wherever you get your podcast, and I mean all across every podcast platform, it'll just guarantee you get this work of art waiting for you every morning at 10 a.m. I'll talk to you folks later this afternoon on the radio in Atlanta at 2 o'clock on 680 The Fan. We're back here tomorrow for the next edition of The Daily Ten. Subscribe to The Daily Ten now and get the latest breaking news and biggest stories of the day every morning. Get more at 680thefan.com or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google, or wherever you get your favorite shows. Is this the year you want to grow your business? Do you want to expand your team? Build a new office? Hey, it's Tug, and I want to tell you about First Liberty Building and Loan. Aren't you exhausted by going to lenders, building a relationship, and a week later, you're dealing with a new person? You won't have to with First Liberty Building and Loan. The Frost family has been helping businesses grow since the 90s, and they can help you too. They know the patterns, they know the ebbs and flows, and they know business. Now the Frost family wants to know you. FirstLibertyGA.com. Buying a building, building a building, buying a franchise, or expanding. Reach out and spend 10 minutes with them. See if you're a fit for them and if they're a fit for you. FirstLibertyGA.com. By the way, if you're a young banker and you want to work with a team that's faith-friendly with a culture of excellence, First Liberty might be a good match. Reach out to First Liberty Building and Loan at FirstLibertyGA.com. That's FirstLibertyGA.com.